What's up? And welcome into the Beards and Barbells podcast. My name is Jared Naffel. I'm so very excited to be able to bring this podcast to you. I'm excited for this to be another layer, a new way to put out content and start using this kind of as the platform for new content creation. This is something I'm completely new at though. And I'm excited about that. I like that in a way. It's a new challenge. It's something for me to learn, something for me to get better, to hone my skills, and, and uh, just something that's fun, something that I can enjoy doing to, pre- to present content and, and kind of put something else out there. So I guess kind of uh, the, the first thing here is kind of the introductory stuff, the boring stuff, um, kind of where I want to go with this podcast, where I have kind of the ideas of this podcast. In case you haven't figured it out already, this is going to be a very fitness-intense podcast. So, you know, we're going to be talking things like, you know, exercise selection, exercise execution, maybe some, you know, maybe even get into some exercise fizz and biomechanics and get into the weeds with some of those interesting topics. Um, You know, maybe even some nutrition a little bit. Who knows? Just going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, But the other thing that I want to do with this podcast, obviously, I want to cover some other topics, you know, inside the industry, but also out so that this way, you know, everybody can get something from this podcast and, and have find it useful and entertaining. So that's kind of the hope for it. And I guess the introductory stuff about myself. Um, I have been an athlete since I was a little boy, probably about five or six. When I was super young, started playing sports, played baseball first as my main love and sport. I then moved to football. I then moved from that to um presented jiu-jitsu and some mixed martial arts and had different interests and love for sports and soccer, things like that. And then it kind of all, while all of this was kind of going on, really kind of started to find my love in, in lifting weights in high school. And I think that's where a lot of people get started and kind of get the, the itch and the, and the bug to start going to do, going on to do, you know, barbell sports or, you know, lifting weights is kind of an athletic endeavor. And that's kind of definitely where I went. I got into Olympic weightlifting right as as soon as I started college. I fell in love from the first time that I grabbed the barbell. It was, I loved it. I loved learning the sport. I loved learning about the sport. And I went on to compete, had a blast competing, loved the competition scene for that, for that sport. And, uh, kind of transitioned into something new though, um, with CrossFit. So I did that now. So I started Olympic weightlifting and now I've probably been about seven going on eight years, maybe that I've done Olympic weightlifting, but it went into CrossFit for about a year and a half, maybe two years. I did that for, you know, trained seriously, just that, just for CrossFit, uh, for about two years. And then I all led up to one meet that I participated in, had a blast. It was great. A lot of fun. It wasn't for me. Not my, not the sport of choosing for me. Um, learned it wasn't for me and not kind of what I wanted to pursue and do. So it kind of left, left a void, left a space for, you know, what I wanted to do next and what I wanted to compete in. And then so kind of just transitioned into powerlifting. And ever since I started powerlifting, I've loved it been been training about almost a year right over a year to seriously training it for <coughs> excuse me for powerlifting as a sport so hopefully in 2020 i get get my 
um, you know, cut my teeth, so to speak, in, in the sport and get to compete in my first in a first meet. We'll see how that goes uh, with the shitstorm that is the face of the earth at the current moment in time and for 2020. But we'll see how that turns out. And uh, hopefully I get that that box checked off the list with things starting to open up and, and kind of getting back into a little bit of a routine of normality in life. But uh, we'll see. That's that's the goal, though. You know, and as I said, you know, I went to college. I, I have an associate's degree in kinesiology. Um, with that came some of the background in, in exercise phys and biomechanics, uh, athletic training, you know, little bits here and there. So that's where kind of my background comes. I also have an associate's degree in music, which has done me absolutely jack daily do jack daily shit for in, in real life application. But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I guess that's enough about the, about me and just overall where I'm headed with this podcast and hopefully what, what turns out of this. So anyway, that'll bring me to kind of what I actually want to talk about, uh, for this episode. And that is the absolute destruction that has been CrossFit in the last couple of weeks. So if you don't know if you don't know what CrossFit is, and then first of all, how could you possibly not even know what CrossFit is? I mean, everybody knows what CrossFit is. Like my seventy-seven-year-old grandmother probably knows what CrossFit is at this point. How anyway? Um, secondly, what if you don't know anything in about it? What happened is that the CEO of CrossFit, Greg Glassman, published a tweet in response to a an art well to an article. And I can't remember who put out the article. So sorry to whoever did that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. But responded to an article written by an institute that was kind of covering COVID-19 and you know other infectious diseases and put out these studies and so on and so forth. So Greg Glassman, whom is the CEO of CrossFit, and I guess I should preface that too. So CrossFit is not just the, the sport. It's not just you know, lifting weights really quickly and, and doing a bunch of handstand walks and, you know, f- flopping on your head and against the wall, but whatever, you know, like it's not whatever the, the mainstream idea of CrossFit is, I guess. So, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. So it's not, it's not just that. It's not just a, a modality. It's not just a sport. It's a full on brand. And, you know, they put on events, they put on, you know, they do education, they do, you know, certifications to which one I actually participated as a certification, had my certification to be a CrossFit level one trainer, had a wonderful time. It was great. It was an awesome experience um, doing so. But, you know, it's actually, it's more of a giant brand as well than it is just a sport, quote unquote, or more modality um, that's sold. So, you know, Greg Glassman is the CEO of this brand, this multi-million dollar worldwide popular, well-known brand. And he responds to this tweet and references George Floyd in this tweet and couldn't have been more distasteful about it. So whatever. Okay, so if even if we look at it from a perspective of oh, he was joking, it was him trying to be funny, or he was just trying to, you know, whatever, make a statement about health and stuff with, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, shut up. Like, the reality is, 
even if he was trying to be funny, there's a, there's a line, a very thin line that you, you don't want to cross, especially when you are that much of a figure of a worldwide multi-million dollar brand that, that you need to walk. You need to walk that line very closely. And I'm all for one for jokes. I'm all one for messing around and, and like, or, like having fun and whatever and like all in good fun. Okay, like whatever. But again, not acceptable. It's, that's, the, that's the last thing that he should have thought was an okay topic to come out of. Something that's incredibly serious. Something that's incredibly pertinent to the, like our entire existence as a society currently. And uses that as fodder for a joke. I, I just, again, my opinions on the matter. I'm not a CEO. I don't own a multi-million dollar worldwide brand. But I feel like if I was in that position, that's probably the last thing I would do. Even if I was trying to get some, some laughs and some jokes. Anyway, all that being said, once he did so, there was also... Um, an email and a Zoom call that was leaked, I guess you want to say. And also preface that I, I don't know what was said in the emails. I've not seen it with my own eyes. I haven't listened to the Zoom call. I don't know what took place. I was only told what was in this these the contents of this by people that have read the email or have listened to the Zoom call, whatever. So I'm going off just word of mouth. But these statements and things that were also made during these these this Zoom call that was before he posted that tweet and this email that was written at this time too only cement the fact that he's a gigantic asshole and does not look good at all whatsoever as far as the the implication of like or the nail in the nail in the coffin I guess if you want to so to speak that it, it's it's the final nail in the coffin of making sure that there's no way that he's it's it's irrevocable he's not going to come back from it and <coughs> excuse me so you know then he went on to resign not long after you know he resigns he retires quote unquote whatever he said whatever the the verbiage was and dave castro took over who has been greg glassman's little right hand man for who knows how long and who who's to say he's any better you know blind leading the blind sometimes maybe but who, whatever he's unproven, I guess at this point as as that in that command. But the the other thing that kind of spawned from this was the absolute immediate reaction from not only the athletes, the athletes that were planned to compete, have been competing for quite some time, and have been very big staples in the industry for the brand itself. You know, you guys have guys like Noah Olson, Rich Froning. You know, the list can go on. You know, it, all of these athletes came out immediately when we're speaking out against it, which is amazing, great. That's what they should have done. That's awesome. Denouncing CrossFit. So not only did they have that, so he, he lost that. The, the other immediate response was Reebok, whom has been the footwear and clothing sponsor, and hell, who knows, even maybe even sponsoring the 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 bleachers that the the spectators sit on at the games at this point was in contract negotiations with with the brand cut them off immediately said we're no longer in negotiations you can consider this to be off lost that sponsor who knows how much money was of five gazillion dollars was lost from that probably 
But the other thing that was particularly interesting was to watch how the affiliates reacted. Now, again, if you don't know anything about the structure of CrossFit as a brand. So CrossFit puts on these services, puts on these educational things that does all that. But what CrossFit as a brand also does is it opens up these gyms. So you see a CrossFit you know, on your block, right? You see CrossFit. They pay, that gym does, every month to CrossFit to be under that name, to have that affiliation, <coughs> excuse me, and to use the methodologies and call that CrossFit. So, you know, all of that money that they're obtaining from these gyms, you know, who, who knows how much they make off of it? I don't have these, I don't have stats, I don't know. But I would have to say it's probably a lot of money. There were, there was a very swift response from many a gym. And I think the last number I read, again, it could have been updated now, um, was over 200 gyms had, de- had renounced their affiliation and de-affiliated. <coughs> Excuse me. So God knows how much money was lost there too. So now... You've lost how much ever. You've now destroyed and tarnished the brand name that you've built. You've worked so hard to build. And not good news. So the other interesting thing to, to think about this is that CrossFit recently before, in the last couple of game seasons, have changed the structure to the way CrossFit worked. Now, used to work, everybody competed in the open, which, you know, is what it is. You go compete against the entire world. In these online qualifiers, you see how well you've been, you put your scores in, yada, 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 and then you, if you're good enough, you can, you get to go to a regional event, and if you do well enough at regionals, you get to cement your spot to the games. Okay, great. That was awesome. It was a nice little package, little deal. It was good for consumers, yada, yada, yada. It's good for athletes. Well, CrossFit completely just shifted everything on its head. They changed the way the structure worked and tried to make it more inclusive for the entire world. And that way, athletes from all different parts of the world were coming from different countries to the games. And it really saturated the games down. And, you know, the level of competition was questionable. So that wasn't favorable for athletes or for consumers to begin with, period, either. So it's interesting to see what this, what's going to happen with Dave Castro, whether he's just going to steamroll the whole thing he's going to sell it or he's going to you know try to restructure the games as it was before and make it more consumer friendly try to bring it back give it some more life because i mean it's 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 pretty much on its last leg as far as it stands as far as crossfit as a brand you know and and you know greg glassman tried to apologize he tried to you know kind of restate what he was trying to say in the joke and you know in, in trying to, hey, you know, this is what I'm actually meant, you know, but no, man, like, we know what you were actually trying to say, and, and now how it came across initially did the damage, you know, so, <coughs> excuse me, I can't, my throat is dry as a desert, it seems, but, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a very interesting thing to see in the future, and, and what's going to, what's going to unfold, you know, from the 2020 season on, and, uh, who knows who's going to pick it up and try to pick up the pieces and put it back together. I think it it's going to be interesting to see who buys it and who starts branding and how they brand again and, and how they kind of go about that. But at the end of the day, like the actual, 
CrossFit as a methodology, as a style of training, as a style of exercise isn't going anywhere. You can do CrossFit anywhere and not call it CrossFit. It's it's the same thing. And it, it's not going anywhere. The community is not going anywhere. You know, the athletes have been extremely outspoken about how important the community actually is. And speaking from experience, man, somebody who's been in the community for a while now and, you know, was a an, an athlete at one point who was doing CrossFit mainly, that community is not going anywhere. It's not going to hurt, be hurt by at all, at all by this. And, you know, that's going to be fine. But and as a sport, it's going to be interesting. And whether that you hate CrossFit, whether you like CrossFit, whether you think it's stupid, whether you think it's moronic, whatever may have you, it's hard to deny that CrossFit has had a hand in bringing strength sports and barbell sports, powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting specifically, into a brighter light than it was before. You know, powerlifting is as popular as it was ever. Olympic weightlifting is as popular as it was ever, or more so. Now, I'm not trying to say that CrossFit is the exact, is the reason, is the driving force why these sports have kind of taken the mainstream, have been more noticeable, but it definitely helped. Whether for good or for bad, made Olympic weightlifting look, look bad or whatever, it's, it's given exposure, and that's, at the end of the day, benefits everybody in, in this industry and in the sport, in these sports that, that, that participate in these sports. That's the good thing in whole. So as CrossFit as a sport, I hope it doesn't die. If it does, it's not going to hurt me any because obviously, it, you know, it's whatever. It's not a competitive sport for me anymore, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the, what the future holds from the 2020 season on. But I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I really do appreciate it. If you stuck through this the episode this far, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, th- these are going to get better as I do them. So if it wasn't the greatest, oh well. Like, just, just it, it'll get better. I guess. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. As I, you know, as I get more comfortable and get into it, it'll be fine. And uh, um, hopefully, the goal is to have one a week moving forward and to give kind of a consistent flow of content. Other things are in the works. I, um, with YouTube, maybe potentially I'm going to figure out the logistics of that and how that's going to work and what I want to put out, but I'm going to try to start doing that soon. Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate it. I'll put all the, the links to, you know, social media and stuff and in, in the descriptions and junk, um, and whatever else. But, uh, thanks so much for checking out the episode and I hope you have a good day. We'll talk to you later.